0: Well, today we are going to wrap up our series called Happily Ever After. Come on, where are my married people at? Would you wave at me? You're still married. All right, we've, we've made it to week four, and you're still married. And I hope that this series has helped maybe deepen some conversations with you at home and that it hasn't furthered your frustrations. Did you hear what the pastor said? You ain't doing that. And uh, I want to remind you in, 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 in a series like this that you don't listen for other people. You listen for you. <laughs> you know, and It's easy to, to go through a series on, on relationships and marriage and be like, mm-hmm, that's right, preacher, because you're thinking of your spouse and not yourself. And so I want you hopefully you've listened for you. And maybe if you've not caught all the parts of this series, you can always get caught up. A new life for Kokema.org. All of our messages are archived online. We've talked about holy marriage. We've, we tackled the topic of divorce last week. Uh, we, we gave you uh, some tips on how to fight fair. And so, how many of you, you don't have to, with a show of hands, but, but maybe how many of us got to test some of those, those hacks and to fight fair last week? Hopefully, you did. And, um, and, and so, again, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Today on the topic of marriage. I believe that to have strong families we have to have strong marriages and Strong marriages it leads to strong families leads to us having a strong church stronger communities and ultimately a stronger nation and so we are a church that we stand strong on the belief of marriage and its health this is why we do things like our Tighten the Knot event that many of you are at. We had about 100 married people at our Tighten the Knot event. It was an event specifically to help married people strengthen their marriages. And, uh, and I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When I first came to Kokomo, I asked the people of this church, What is the greatest need in Kokomo? And they said, Marriages. They said that Kokomo has one of the highest divorce rates in the nation. And, and I knew right then and there that, that God put a, put a stirring in my heart that if anything else, we're going to bring a revival to marriages, into homes, that our children and our children's children will serve the Lord and love the Lord because they saw the great example of their parents. And so so this is a topic that is very, very dear to my heart. And I tell you what, if throughout the course of this series, if if maybe you feel like your marriage or relationship has been in turbulent times or troubled times, or maybe you just want to try to fine tune some things in your relationship, Jenny and I would love to help you with that. Um, I'm a a certified Simbus facilitator. And what that means is, is I can take you through an assessment of your relationship, of your marriage, and uh, where then I, we will, I will walk you through a report that will show you a kind of like where maybe some of the red flags are or where some of the places where you're really compatible and gifted. And, uh, and we can talk about all kinds of things that come up through that. And so I've, I've had the pleasure of doing this with many people over the years. And if that is something that interests you, if you want to take a deeper dive into maybe fine-tuning that marriage and relationship, maybe it's like, hey, you know, like we're celebrating X many years married, like let's go fine-tune this thing, let's soup it up, let's put a supercharger on this bad boy, uh, That we can help you do that, okay? And so you can simply do that. You can either email me, my email is on the website, or you reach out to the church office, how, talk to me personal, personally, and we can set that up. I uh, would love, love to do that. Well, so, uh, so anyway, we have been through, now this is our fourth week, we're wrapping up this series today, and, um, and then the next series we're going to begin is a series called You've Asked For It. At Easter time, we had everybody in the church that was here on Easter, over 200 some people, um, filled out a survey, and part of that survey, we asked uh, about topics that you wanted to hear from the most. And so I'm going to take the top four things that, this, that when we surveyed our church, the top four things that our church said we want to hear on that topic, and, and we're going to go through those topic by topic. What are they? I'm not going to say. you got to come. And, and I will tell you that the fourth week of our You Asked For It series will be the number one most requested topic and we will speak on it on that fourth week. And so you don't want to miss this series. I think it's going to be really good. You know why? Because you asked for it. You asked for it. And so uh, if you want what you asked for, then you, you, you got to come. Um, all right. Today we're going to talk about honor in the home. I think that when we talk about marriage and relationships, we have to talk about honoring one another. And and so this is kind of like I wanna really I wanted to really end this series on that crescendo. This really is the foundation of marriage is honor. Because without honor, you will not last. If you do last, it's because you've just been you've just basically uh, came to grips with this is just how it's gonna be and it's not gonna be any better and i but because we don't believe in divorce let's just die <laughs> let's just live till we die and and uh, and then we made it but um but honor in the home and um honor is is paramount in the relationship and it's also paramount in our children that our children can honor their parents we all we all know the scripture you know children honor your father and mother and the father and mother have the, the ability and the responsibility to be an example of honor for their kids. So honor is to give attention to, to give value to, and respect. And so honoring our spouse is that we are attentive to them. We, we are attentive to their needs, attentive to their Interest, that, that we, we, we value them, that, that we feel like they make us a better person, and ultimately also that we have respect for them. You know, you can still respect someone even when you disagree with them. You can respect someone even if you don't see eye to eye. You can still have respect. And here is where uh, honor begins to maybe deteriorate or really trend downward, and and I, I want to give you um, a definition of dishonor that likely you've not thought of it this way, but it's so true because if the if the um, definition of honor is to give attention to, be respectful of and and val- have value for it, well then dishonor looks like this. It looks to as to treat something as though it's common. It's to treat something as though it's common. And, and therefore, the longer the tenure of the relationship, the more the tendency for, for it to trend toward commonality. And the more and more we just this just feels common. It's actually, we're losing honor. We're losing that respect. We're losing value. We're losing uh, that attentiveness to the relationship because it's just become common. I know whatever restaurant we eat at, what you're going to order. I can tell you right now, you pick the restaurant in Kokomo and I'll tell you what Jenny will have. She doesn't change a whole lot. Uh, I, I, you know, I know all of Jenny's, um, all all of her little quirks, all of her little sayings. Um, there's this. I've seen this video trend online where, like, uh, that one person will will say something to to their spouse, and then as the spouse responds, they say exactly what they're saying because they already know what they're going to say. And in this, there is this like. Um, deepening of the relationship—the longer you're together, that you know each other well. But you, but to fight it becoming common, we have to have honor, respect, attentiveness, seeing the value. Otherwise, the longer you're together, the more you become roommates. You just become a roommate. You become a. Uh, You have a more of a working relationship. This is, you know, we work, we pay bills, we watch a little TV, we go to bed. You're doing dinner that night, I'll do dinner this night. Who's doing the shopping? Who's doing the what? Chores, clean the house, mow the lawn, make the money, spend the money, plan the trip, do the thing. And it's a working relationship, and it becomes common. I, will, I want to encourage you today to fight the urge to making what is beautiful something that is just common, and continue to have honor in the relationship, which is to see value, and to give it attentiveness, giving it attention. The longer the tenure, the tendency to trend toward commonality. So, as we talk about honor, I mean, uh, we we really, when we talk about relationships, we have to go to Ephesians 5, where Peter, uh, Peter, uh, Peter says some things, too, about marriage, but in Ephesians 5, Paul is writing here, and this is what he says, Ephesians 5, 28, he says, so husbands, husbands ought to love their own wives as they love their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it. I nourish mine a lot. Um. But just as the Lord, just as the Lord does, the church. So husbands, first, I want to uh, talk with you about how to now honor your wife. And the first thing is, in honoring your wife, you have to listen to her. You have to listen to her. Um, you know, there there are some like um, stereotypical things in relationships that. That men and women both get labeled as and uh, men have always been labeled as not being very attentive or being good listeners Uh, I grew up watching the show home improvement and uh and I I just remember uh what was it the wife's name Jill, yes. Jill be like, "Tim, Tim, are you listening to me, Tim?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And he's like wrenching on his hot rod in the garage and you know, not not really really listening to her. Well, a great way to honor our wives' husbands is to listen to her. Questions like, "How was your day?" or "What are we doing this weekend?" Like those are good. Th- those are very working relationship questions. But but what will really get the gears turning in your wife, is when you say these two phrases. And so, women, just pretend I'm not saying this. I'm going to give your husbands a hack right now. A real, real, real real good life hack here. What you say to your wife is, what happened next? When she starts telling you about her day, you look at her right in her eyes and you say, and then what happened? And she'll be like, "Well, let me tell you, women love to share." Furthermore, then you then part two. Well, oh, part two is real good. Then you say, "And how did you feel about that?" And she's going to be like, "Well, you see." Women also love to share their feelings. Ask them what, what happened next and how do you feel about that? This is even better. This is to really listen. And something I always have told my boys uh, uh, is when I'm instructing them, hey, I need you to do this, that, and the other, right, um, I always have to tell them, hey, hey, listen to me with your eyes. Listen to me with your eyes because if your attention is on me, I know that the likeliness of you hearing and understanding me goes up. And so husbands, listen to her and listen to her with your eyes. I am guilty of times when um, I'll be, I I like to sit at the kitchen table while Jenny's doing things and uh, so we can talk and she'll be, talking away talking away and she turns around and i'm emailing somebody i'm responding to a text and she says would you just put that thing down i said yeah just i just i got to email this person real quick we're setting up a time to meet and blah 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 blah. and um, so listen with your eyes phone down tv off stop wrenching on the hot rod tim and give her your attention. Because nothing means more to Jenny than when when I see she has something to say and I lay down my, my distractions and I give her my attention. And I say, tell me what happened next. How did that make you feel? Is there anything that I can do to help? Or do you just need me to listen? Because sometimes as us men, we, we listen to fix. And for years, Jenny would over and over be saying, I don't need you to fix it. And I'm like, then I don't know why you're telling me this. <laughs> because we're fixers. We're doers. But we're real, the reality is she just needed to express her feelings and know that I cared enough to listen. And then um, and just sometimes just to hold her, tell her it's going to be okay. Ask her what happened next. Tell me more. How did that make you feel? Is there anything you want me to do? Is there anything I can do to help? Um, those are great listening instructions. First Peter 3, 7. This is what it says. In the same way, you husbands must honor your wives. Watch this. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. And how do you understand her? For years I had no idea. Because like I said, when I married Jenny, you know, I grew up one of four boys, and then I was a bachelor for three years. We marry, she moves in, and I'm like, this is a stranger. I don't know what this thing called woman is, but I did not expect this. I did not expect the emotion. I did not expect, I didn't know what I expected, but this wasn't it. And so, but Peter, Paul, uh, Peter's saying, treat your wife with understanding as you live together. You have to listen to her. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. So, so, so here's the thing. Hearing is simply perceiving sound. But listening is to have understanding. And husbands, that's what I want to encourage you with today. Because as Tim Allen is wrenching on the hot rod in the garage and Jill's talking, because the laundry room was in the garage in that show, I thought that was the weirdest thing. Anybody catch that? Isn't that weird? Maybe your laundry was in the garage. I don't know. I've never had that. But as he's wrenching, he's hearing her. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because he he's perceiving sound. And husbands, we're perceiving sound. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just I'm just setting up the meeting, responding to the email, responding to the text. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. But we're not truly listening to understand. We talked about that more last week. So how to on your wife? One, you listen to her. To sacrifice for her. Sacrifice for her. My granddad, um, my granddad is, I think he's, he's, I think he's reached 80 now. Um, and uh, he, he is a wonderful man. I used to go and spend my summers with him, and we'd go into his gun room and reload shotgun shells, and then he'd take us to the gun club and we'd shoot him. And he would take us um, to his cabin up in the mountains where there was no electricity, no running water, and um, so dark at night you couldn't see the hand in front of your face. You know, and um, we'd go up there in the wintertime, you know, snow two feet deep. We'd put chains on his van and on the tires and we'd go up into this uh, cabin and where we'd spend three, four, five days with no electricity. The whole cabin was heated by a a wood-burning stove. I mean, this cabin just existed for hunters to go hunt, you know, and it was awesome. It was so fun. I mean, my granddad was just a tough man. I can still, I still hear his voice in my head when we would be being rambunctious. He would just say, boys. That's all he had to say. I mean, he spoke with authority. Like, I, I, he, he'd speak, and I'd, I'd mm, shiver a little bit. I Man, that's my granddad. One time, he took us up to the cabin. We called it the cabin. It's called the, the New London Gun Club. And we'd go up to the cabin, and uh, it was summertime, and um, he had just had about enough of us boys. And uh, he liked to sit and drink his tea and do crossword puzzles. and have a punk stick hanging out of his mouth because of the mosquitoes you know what a punk stick is no uh, it's uh, it's almost like an incense type thing you you hang it out of your mouth and it it smolders smoke and helps keep the bugs away so we'd all he'd give us all these punk sticks of course my brothers and I we'd pretend like we're smoking like, yeah you know if mom could see us now you know um and he would just laugh and uh but he'd sit there with a punk stick doing his crossword puzzles, drinking tea, and just loving life. Well, he had about enough of us. And he gave us one of those boys. And he said, this road out here, I want you to just walk down this road. And you keep walking. And you don't stop walking until you hear me honk the horn on the van. And that will be your sign to come back. I mean, we're like, yes granddad okay and and so I mean that was my granddad he's just this tough dude he 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 spent his whole career working in a DuPont factory um in the, where he he really worked to live because he'd work and he'd come home and he'd he, he'd clean the guns and he'd get his hunting dogs ready and you know this is my granddad and uh he spoke with great authority and you'd be like we didn't wrong our granddad ever Never, I never heard him say a bad word, I never, never seen him smoke, never seen him drink, just a punk stick hanging out of his mouth, uh, but he, he was a tough dude, and um, except my mom-mom, that's what we called her, granddad and mom-mom. With mom-mom, uh, her name is Ellen, I always saw a complete different side of my granddad, and that strong, authoritative voice would sound like, Ellen. Good. And he always called her little one. Always called her little one. And he would just care for her. She has struggled with her health her whole life. And even right now, she's in the, probably the last stages of Parkinson's. And I was on the phone with my granddad earlier this year and uh, he said, you know, Devin, he said, after 70 years of hunting, this is my last season. I'm like, really? I mean, he when he retired from DuPont, he moved up to the mountains where he built a house, and he walks 30 yards off of his deck to his tree stand. There's a meadow down in front of there. Their ha- behind their house and the deer come right up in the meadow and he would always talk about, I've got me a deer again. And, and, but he said, this is my last season. He said, taking care of your grandmother ha- is my full-time job right now. And, he, and he's tired, he's wore out, and we're all worried about him. But his little one, Ellen, he was so soft and so compassionate and so caring and he has to carry her out of bed right now to use the restroom. He has to attend to her every need, and it's nothing new. He's always been this way. This gun-toting, rough factory worker guy. Granddad. But with her, he knew he knew about sacrifice for his little one. Even so much so that as a as a little boy, I noticed, I noticed Sacrifice for her. Ephesians 5, this is what it says. And you husbands must love your wives with the same love Christ showed the church. He gave up his life for her. So how to honor your wife? Husbands, listen to her. Sacrifice for her. Third of all, speak well of her and to her. Speak well of your wife at work. Speak well of her with the guys. Speak well of her around the kids. Because if you're disrespectful to her, the kids will be disrespectful to her. And speak well to her. Speak well to her. Ephesians 4.29. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. That it may benefit those who listen. So husbands, when you talk to your wives, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. But only what is helpful. And if you're going to say it around town, it will come around to her. So be careful that no unwholesome talk comes from your mouth, but only what is helpful and is beneficial. So how to honor your wife? One, listen to her, sacrifice for her, speak well of her and to her, and four, treat her as valuable. Is she your treasured possession? If I were to be completely honest and vulnerable with, with you this morning, there have been times in Jenny and I's marriage when she says, I think you care more about that than me. I think that you, you seem like you have more of a marriage relationship with the ministry than you do me. Why? Because honor is about Attentiveness. And when she feels, or when any spouse feels that one, one part, party is giving more attention to one thing than the other, cares more about one thing than the other, gives more time, and more affection towards one thing than the other, then they begin to feel dishonored. So treat her as valuable husband. She's your treasured possession. Moreover, you can say you're my treasured possession, but what matters is, is does she feel it? Now, my wife uh, likes to tell me that sometimes when I do these messages on marriage and relationships that uh, I, I, I put too much weightiness on the men, probably because I'm a man. And uh, she always tells me that y- you need to speak more to women's responsibility too. Because she's like, women have responsibility in the relationship. And so, uh, so to honor my wife well, um, I will do just that. So women, I'm going to give it to you. No, I'm going to, be, I, I'm going to be nice. But let's talk about how to honor your husband. Because honor is, has to be mutual for it to work. If one's honoring and one's dishonoring, you, you still don't have an honoring relationship. And so it has to be mutual. So women, how do you honor your husband? Well, the first thing is you need to respect him. You need to respect your husband. Ephesians 5.33, the Amplified Version, this is what it says. It says the wife must see to it that she respects and delights in her husband. In other words, that she notices him, prefers him, and treats him with loving concern, treasuring him, honoring him, and holding him dear. And I, I know that... Uh, if you've ever had to have respect for someone, um, maybe at work or, or church or a family member, uh, the thing about respect that people like to say is like, oh, I'll respect you if you respect me. I'll respect people that respect me. Well, the problem is you're not going to respect many people. Um, and, and moreover, how do you respect someone that's not respectable? They don't act in a respectable way. How do you you respect them? Um, But again, this comes down to personal responsibility in the relationship. That I am going to own what God's called me to do and pray that God will convict your heart that you will do what you're supposed to do. Husbands, we're supposed to love our wives. Wives are supposed to respect their husbands. But who goes first? That is the age-old question. Who goes first? The husband love or the wife respect? Well, she doesn't respect me, pastor. Okay. Well, he doesn't love me. Okay. Who goes first? And I would tell you, you go first. <laughs> well, me or him? You. So me? Yes. Her go first? No, you. You. He goes first, yes. She goes first, yes. Love goes first. And so if you, if you feel like he's not respectable, how do I respect him? Uh, you respect him anyway. You respect him with the faith to believe because if you're going to respect him, it's because you want the relationship to get better. And so how do I respect him? How to respect? The, f- the first thing that you can do to respect your husband is to notice him. Notice him smile when he comes home when he enters the room smile don't snarl smile don't don't i mean eyebrows up not down eyebrows up cheeks go this way be glad notice him hey babe whatever your whatever your term is for your husband wives greet him with joy. Greet him with a kiss. I mean, really blow him away. Just greet him with a smile and a kiss. Notice him. How to respect him. Regard him. In other words, wives, think highly of him. Nothing, nothing makes me feel stronger. Not, not if I if I'm, su- if I'm succeeding in, what, in career or calling, it doesn't matter to me. One thing matters to me. One thing gives me confidence. One thing makes me strong. When Jenny looks at me with all sincerity and says, you're the man. You're the man that she has regard for me, that she thinks highly of me. And so uh, I, I, the praises of man doesn't matter to me. But when that woman praises me, it means everything to me. Regard him. The third thing is prefer him. That there's no other man for me but you. I'm so glad that I'm married to you and no one else. Let him know that, that you prefer him. Esteem him. Another way, or, or even again, to praise him. Praise him, esteem him. Maybe you're such a hard worker. And and maybe it's the fact that he works so much that you feel disconnected, but praise him. Thank you for being such a hard worker and a provider for our family. Thank you for being a, a good father, a good coach to the team. Admire him. Admire him by saying things like, I don't know how you do what you do, but you make it look so easy. Wow, look how many groceries you can carry into the house at one time. Man, when you mow the lawn, you make those stripes look so good. How do you do it? I just don't know how you know all these things about my car. You changed the oil? Oh, my goodness. I just, I'm so blown away by how good you are. This sounds to a man like you respect him. So wives, the challenge to you is to respect your husbands. Proverbs 31 is a popular chapter. It talks about a godly woman. Proverbs 31 in the 23rd verse, this is what it says. It says, her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. And you know why her husband is respected? Because she respects him. She respects him. So how to honor your husband? One, respect him, and two, to serve him. If you remember, serving was a point for the husbands as well. Serving also for the women. This is how Paul says it in Ephesians five, twenty-two. He says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands. This word submit in the original language is more of a military term, which means to come under, to come under, like to come under the authority, to come in alignment with it. Submit yourselves to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subjected to Christ, so, uh, so let the wives uh, be to their own husbands in everything. And this is where Jenny would say, Devin, you need to talk about this more. Because I like to put a lot of the weightiness, because it's true, on the husbands. The call for the husbands is to love as Christ loved the church, that's heavy. To love your bride as Christ loves the church means that you will serve her, you're gonna sacrifice for her, you do anything for her. It doesn't mean serve me, I'm the head. No, 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 that's not like Christ. Jesus himself said, I didn't come to, to be served, but to serve. And so that, that is what it means to love our bride. So being the head, men, is not serve me, do for me, respect me, and I sit on my lazy boy throne. And, and No, 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 that's not it at all, is it? But wives, there is a reality of submission to your husband, that you come under your husband's leadership, you come under your husband's authority, and you serve him well. A husband is to treasure his wife. But let me tell you, but I'm going to say this as nicely as I can. A husband is to treasure his wife, but there are no princesses in marriages. There's no princesses. Serve your husband. The princess mentality says, he he makes it, I spend it. I snap my fingers and he jumps. <laughs> I'll make my list, he better get it done. No, in a marriage, there's no princesses. It's not a Christ-centered marriage that we see in Scripture, but the Christ-centered marriage is serving and submission. It, it's not that... Uh, a, a husband's job to spoil his wife. But he is to serve her and love her. She would be spoiled, though, if she doesn't reciprocate the call to submit to him and respect him. Is this making any sense? I hope this is helping you. Treasure your wives, but there's no princesses in the relationship. How to honor your husband, respect him, serve him, And three, also, like husbands, speak highly of him. Speak highly of him. Nothing, well, I don't know about nothing. It's a very preacher thing to say. Nothing is more than, okay. uh, It is damaging. It is certainly damaging to a relationship when a wife wants to talk about her husband to other people and not being willing to talk to her husband. It is damaging because it's dishonoring, it's disrespectful. When the wife, you see Proverbs 31, her husband was respected at the city gate. The opposite uh, is when a husband is not respected at the city gate, why? Because the wife has been there dishonoring him prior to his arrival. And so, wives, it's important that you have somebody to confide in. It is. A trustworthy person. And that trustworthy person will likely encourage you, you need to go talk to him. But if you are going to be a gossiper about your husband at work, with the girls, in the life group, at church, to anybody that's willing to listen, I'm telling you right now, it will damage your relationship to dishonor him, especially when he's not around and behind his back. Even if he's driving you bananas, you honor him and you respect him, you speak highly of him. And I'm so proud that my wife does this so well. She has consistently always spoken highly of me even when I feel like she's lying. I'm like, babe, that ain't true at all. She's like, but, but her heart is that she really loves me, really respects me, really honors me, even if I'm annoying. And if I'm annoying, she will let me know, but she will not let you know. And that is honoring your husband. That if you, t- you take your problems to him, you, you watch your tone, you bring that message to him, but you don't gossip about your husband with other people. It's dishonoring and it hurts the relationship. And I'll remind you ladies, Ephesians four twenty nine. just like I reminded the men, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. The worship team's gonna come up and help me out as we wrap this up, and I wanna give you guys an opportunity to respond. If I were to give you one main idea that I want you to leave with today, one big idea, that to, to, as we wrap up four weeks of talking about marriage and relationships, I want you to know that when a husband honors his wife, and when a wife honors her husband, a beautiful, deep, long-lasting, unbroken, ever-pleasant, joy-filled marriage is created. I'll hear it again. When a husband honors his wife, and when a wife honors her husband, a beautiful, deep, long-lasting, unbroken, ever-pleasant, and joy-filled marriage is created. So it doesn't matter if you've been married a year or a hundred years. On, bring honor back to the home. Give it attentiveness, because to dishonor it is to treat it as though it's common. And not holy like God made it to be. So if you would stand with me this morning. We're going to, we're going to sing one last song. And, and as we sing this last song, I want our prayer teams, if you would partner up and come together down front. Our prayer teams are going to be joined, join us down front right now. And, and, and as they come down, I want to just give you an opportunity as we sing this last song. That if you need prayer this morning, maybe it's prayer about your relationship Maybe not that necessarily your relationship is troubled, but maybe just that you just need need a boost. Maybe you just need prayer to say, we want to keep going strong. But also in this time of prayer, I I invite you to come and uh, share your prayer need with somebody about anything whatsoever. Maybe you just had a bad week. Maybe you got a bad report. Whatever it is, if you need prayer today for any need, you can come down as we sing this last song. So let me pray and then we'll sing. Father, Lord, I thank you because you're the best. Your example of of your loving faithfulness and consistency in our lives is our example of how we are to be in our relationships. I pray for every marriage that we would bring honor back into our home, that our children would be honoring, Husbands and wives honoring, and we will see a great move of God in our marriages and in our home, in Jesus' name.